0: All the goth DJs and Twitch witches are hanging out on Thursday for the bad VHS rips, unblinking eyes, and fire by night. Thetans and Satans comes from an interest in the cult of Scientology, moral panics, Satanism, and how they set the tone for the extremist social media panics of today. We really earn our weird left Twitch badge with this show, watching the world go red light in reverse every Thursday at 9pm Pacific, on twitch.tv slash Find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com.
1: cup a ass with bloodshot eyes get drunk and fight every night, idolize Bradley a little woman's rights, homophobic racist and don't give
2: a fucking hey do you think you can drive a bigger truck or wear your baseball cap the to decide to let everyone know that you're a nice guy was so cool, was I'm so impressed lots of chicks in a barrel chest, cause you're a real man punch for punch, gonna piss in your face while you're passed out drunk I'm a nice guy, you're a nice
1: For messing with heads, a broken nose for dinner and breakfast in bed. Alcoholic, paranoid, and suicidal too. But you'll probably kill her before she gets away from me
3: the pool cry. All your friends say that
2: you're a nice guy. Have a drink, this one's on me. Look, you're doing fine, losing to your disease. No, I'm I'll pack your bags, very you with my cash.
4: Welcome to the Plex. We do the show live every Sunday, 7 p.m. Pacific, right here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. Podcast listeners, there's kind of a lot of you. I don't see all you in the chat every Sunday night, so uh, you know, follow the channel. Maybe one of these nights you'll catch a live show. And uh, you can support this project. Just go to echoplexmedia.com. Click the support tab. And um, this right here is what the people want.
5: I don't hate the cops. And there's a person inside when the
6: truncheon stops. Donate the cops. When the raiders come, who will
2: protect the shops? Donate the cops. They're a sensitive bunch. If you don't stop throwing your rocks, snap, crackle, pop. is the sound of a taser, your body drops. Donate the cops. Donate the cops. Donate the cops. Donate the cops. Like your local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Like your local police Got rid of the corruption And the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law, don't hate the cops Follow the law, don't hate the cops
5: Follow the the cops
6: Didn't
2: hate the cops Cause they don't do nothing wrong Donate the cops You can't blame them for just doing their job Donate the cops Well you gotta wonder how much would it cost For you to be shot at and stabbed at by maniacs and drunks Donate the cops, donate the cops Donate the cops, donate the cops
4: All right, our first story tonight on the podcast is Carrie Lake. <laughs> We've been opening up the show with Carrie Lake a lot lately. Um, this is unfortunate that it's Carrie Lake and Charlie Kirk actually. Um, so it's like a like doubly unpleasant, and it's kind of long. It's six six and a half minutes. So uh, basically,
7: show's starting off real well. Carrie, what is the remedy that you are asking for in this lawsuit?
8: Well, there's a couple of things. We want to inspect the Maricopa County ballots um, from the election, including the signature
4: envelopes and corresponding. <laughs> she wants the fucking envelopes from an election. The couple you want, She wants the envelopes from an election last month. She just wants all the envelopes. Like, where the fuck are you going to put them and who's going to look at them? It's a lot of envelopes.
8: Signatures on file. We believe as we extrapolated the data we have and the experts that looked at this, that when we look at signatures, that a hundred uh, up to 130,000 ballots will turn out to be fake mail in ballots. They don't have a real b- voter behind them because the signature verification is not there. Now, if you are for but, like, how,
4: who, who, do you know how many people it would require to go through all the ballots in Maricopa County? Maricopa County just did it and it took a while.
8: I you know there's a segment of the population that are for that. They like the convenience of it. They travel. They don't like to go to the polling places. Then you have to admit that the only way to keep them safe is through a, a valid signature that can be cross checked, correct? They're not Mm -hmm. doing that right now. And we can't have a system where we have the majority mail-in ballots and that just becomes something they ignore don't do. And that was where we had three of our whistleblowers showing how messed up. Hold that thought
7: really quick. Sorry, I want to talk about the whistleblowers. Sorry, we got to welcome back our radio audience. And Carrie Lake will be at AmFest. Go to AmFest.com. Hang right there.
8: Wait, yes. Are we on?
4: And I mean, my show gets a little, you know, it's a little hinky at times when we're having guests on unexpectedly and stuff. But what the fuck is this?
7: Welcome back, everybody. Email us, freedom at charliekirk.com. Carrie Lake is here. Sorry, Carrie. We have a lot of, we got radio, we got Real America's Voice, we got podcasts, we got streaming. Carrie, tell us about your three whistleblowers.
8: We had more than three. We had four whistleblowers, but
4: please- Oh, now, yeah. Uh oh, there's four now. Look out.
8: For Maricopa County, and they were doing the signature verification process, and they were shocked at how many of the mail in ballots were coming in with bad signatures. There's three levels that you go through to approve a signature, and they were failing uh, at the, to the tune of tens of thousands a day. And they would reach out to their colleagues on the other side. Once a, a, fig, a signature fails, it goes over to be cured. That means somebody uh, in, in a different department looks at the signature and then they contact the voter attached to that signature and say, hey, did you send this in? Because we can't read the signature. So tens of thousands of them were being denied anywhere between 25, 20 and 45 percent of all of the mail and ballots they were looking at. The signatures were not matching.
4: Like, where does this number come from? I don't anywhere. And also 25 to 45 percent. Pretty big swing. Right. It's not like 20 to 27 percent or 19 to um 19 to, you know, 24 percent or anything like that. It's just, you know, 25 to 45 percent.
8: And they would go to send them over to curing. But the people in curing weren't getting that many. They were getting just a tiny fraction. The people said that about 90 percent of the of the signatures that were they deemed were bad, were never making it over to the curing department. Jeez. Somebody and the whistleblowers them be, through was pushing them through yeah, without having them sense. cured. And so yeah, this is why yeah, we want a exactly judge. Right. To- but
4: wait weren't they complaining about how long it was taking to count the ballots? and now they're like complaining whatever. They're, they're just complaining because they lost.
8: Give us access to those. We want a judge to give it. And how you know if, if we do have a situation where where votes are being um, phony votes are being put in with no people attached to them? It makes sense that they would want to do that, right? Because when you call the cure, you're going to find out there's no human being on the other end of that ballot. Who filled and out the so ballot? We want to look at all. We want a judge to give us access to look at all of those signatures and compare them. And we're happy to do the work because this is our only. Security feature to mail in ballots, and if we blow that off, then
4: we don't. Then well, no, the the other security feature is it's mailed to your home, where you have to demonstrate that you live, or you know, sign under penalty of perjury saying that you live there, and then you sign it. But like, at least in California, the the who you are verification process is done before the election, not during the election.
8: We truly don't have secure elections. It was the runback whistleblower who talked about the 300,000 ballots that were uh, had no chain of custody. We don't know where they came from. And when you don't have a chain of custody.
4: Dude, the post office probably brought them there.
8: That means bad ballots, fake, vote, fake ballots can get brought in or legal ballots can get pulled out we need to have a better handle of our elections. We also discovered that 25,000 additional ballots were brought into the system after election day. And the days after the election day, all of a sudden, the number of ballots that they uh, are, were counting and adding to the system increased by 25,000 ballots with no chain of custody. Mm-hmm. And we wanna find out, where did those 25,000 ballots come
4: from? Uh, probably from the election office.
7: It's very curious. Yeah. Curious is one word for it. So the remedy is asking for a new election. Walk us through this then, Kerry, because people have been fighting the election integrity thing for a while in 2020.
4: Oh, it'd be great to watch her lose again, but I I think what a pain in the ass. What a fucking shit show a second election would be.
7: People were saying, you know, making huge proclamations. What do you think is the path forward here? It's in front of a judge. The election was certified, but now this is the election challenge and contention. Where are we at?
4: I don't think like a district judge, district court judge has the power to overturn an election.
8: Well, there's a bunch of different things we're asking for. One of them is we're asking to be able to take a look at those envelopes and the corresponding signatures in the database that would match so we can go ahead and figure out if these matches are we believe there may be upwards of 130,000 bad ballots because of signature uh, verification problems that were mismatched
4: some of that cur- man i don't even know what my signature on my id looks like and i don't know what the signature i put on my ballot looks like i fucking hope they've had tens of thousands of fucking handwriting experts there to figure it out like Do you know what I'm saying? Like the standard that they they want here now is like so high.
8: It was done at an off-site contractor, third-party contractor, with no observers watching that curing process. That was what another whistleblower told us about. So we want to look at those. We're asking a judge to let us see that. And then we're also asking a judge to either set aside Maricopa County or redo Maricopa County and we believe that's a real You're asking a judge. Considering like they all that we've what un- they
4: need is a fucking dictator like a like a usurper of some kind <laughs> they don't need a judge what they need is like the person who would do this is a tyrant not a judge and some judges run little tyrannies in their fucking courtroom I'm sure but they're little tyrannies
8: uncovered here and again we have 278 mm-hmm. pages of exhibits and sworn uh, signed declarations at the penalty of perjury uh, attesting to all that went wrong in our election we want to make sure if the election is redone that people like katie hobbs and stephen Richer and bill gates and the maricopa county board of supervisors have nothing to do with it they but
4: those people run who the fuck's gonna except for the people whose job it is to run the election at the state and county level who the fuck else is going to run the election going to palantir run it or what
8: proven that there is a conflict of interest they've proven their ineptitude already and we need an independent
4: outside
7: twitter source poll? running
8: yes, our elections yes. that we can trust
7: you have a 70 page lawsuit with 250 pages of exhibits it's an it's an it's an amazing thing we have it right here we've been reading through it and it's full of data with all down. kinds of people submit all kinds of garbage to the
4: courts this is not this is not extraordinary or amazing all kinds of
7: crackpots are submitting all kinds of crazy shit to the courts all the time. There's new information that previously was not made public, a new election, minimum, very minimum, a new election. Mm -hmm. And you just look at the signature verification issue itself. I really pray that there's going to be a courageous judge out there. Whatever judge is oh. in front of, uh, twenty seconds carry. Then we have to. We, we, we have a
8: judge uh, who was assigned to it, Peter Thompson, and we're we're really looking forward and hoping that he has an open heart and an open mind, and will adhere to the Constitution. And we trust that he will. <laughs> Constitution
4: is when a single judge overturns an entire state election.
8: And uh, I I have faith. There's a lot of cases coming down on this right now. We've got one coming down today in Mojave County, Harris County, Texas, is fighting mm-hmm. the election there, Gotta asking go. for a redo.
7: Kerry Lake,
4: thank you so much. Every, I mean, everybody should get a mulligan, right? Thank you, Kerry. Everybody's entitled to a mulligan. What do you mean a redo of the election? That's fucking... Fuck, come on. You don't... They don't... Have we, they don't do not they do not we, they do not do redos of elections. Why would they do a redo of the election? Anyway, here's a Trump's Attorney, I guess, the attorney for Trump's um, campaign for 2024, talking about how all that weird shit that Matt Taibbi is putting up on Twitter is going to uh, hook Kerry Lake up with the uh, governorship of Arizona.
9: The evidence in this case is so solid. I don't know how a court could dismiss it. We've got emails from the secretary of state slash Democrat candidate colluding with Twitter and the federal government to censor Political speech, election speech. You've got the Maricopa County Recorder colluding with Twitter and the federal government to censor election speech to manipulate the outcome of this election. I'm, I'm not too worried about uh, whether Katie Hobbs gets inaugurated or not. As long as Katie Lake, I'm sorry, as long as Carrie Lake wins her contest, she'll she be
4: lost her contest.
9: Whether Katie Hobbs has to step down or what the situation is, I'm not. I'm not too worried about that. But. I expect Carrie Lake to have a very solid showing in this case and hopefully be the governor of
4: Arizona. <laughs> should have won your election, Carrie. Should have won your election. What do you mean a solid showing in this case? I am feeling the case is just going to get fucking thrown out. Because I think the judge is probably going to say some judgy shit like, I do not have the authority to do, you know, I I have limited authority as a judge. I can do anything, but I can't. I cannot from this bench overturn an election because I think you should have won. Like I think that that would the judges like the whoever they're trying to send this to the, the response is going to be something along those lines. This court does not have the power to give you what you want. Anyway, this is uh we watched some of the Turning Point USA event that was this weekend. Here's Carrie Lake's uh, entrance at that Turning Point USA event. I heard it's something. Whoa. my God. <laughs> That was stupid. I would be embarrassed. I even really like electronic music, but I would be embarrassed. That's embarrassing. Here's a L. Ron Musk was sent by God Almighty, according to Benny Johnson.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this show. What did we do to deserve Elon Musk? I don't know. I'm not sure. I say my prayers. I go to church. I read my Bible. But I'm not sure why the the dear Lord above blessed us with Elon Musk. We are not worthy. But here it is, ladies and gentlemen. This weekend, Elon Musk went on an absolute tirade, starting with this tweet. A tweet about pronouns saying, uh, my preferred pronouns are prosecute. Fauci,
4: one. You know what their pronouns are? One joke.
5: If
3: you have a equivalent of taking a flamethrower to a hornet's nest, this is the tweet equivalent of that.
4: I mean, probably yes, because you actually don't want to try to take a flamethrower to a hornet's nest because the hornets that escape.
3: Hornet's Nest is uh, 17,000 times bigger than any Hornet's Nest you've ever seen. And inside the inside Hornets are uh, Branch Covidians masked and quintuple vaxxed
4: and have Branch Covidians masked and quintuple vaxed. Like, come on, dude. At Elon
3: Musk. And that is certainly what they did.
4: I have a feeling we're going to be talking. We're going to be making fun of uh, Benny Johnson a lot more in the as we enter uh, 2023. It's Benny Johnson. He has, um, in fact shown himself to be a moron of the highest caliber. We're just learning about him, just getting to know him here on the Sunday show, but I have a feeling he'll be here kind of a lot. So here was the, that, that Twitter space after everybody got, after all these journalists got, uh, got, uh, suspended here is, uh, Elon Musk joining the thing and then, uh, dipping as soon as anybody talked back to him
10: in the last few hours with a, a handful of journalists uh, being banned.
11: Uh, yeah. Um, well, as I'm sure everyone who's been and, uh would agree, you know, uh, showing real-time uh, information about somebody's location is uh, inappropriate. And I think everyone on this call would not like that to be done for, to them. And, and there is not gonna be any distinction in the future between journalists, so-called journalists, and, and regular people. Everyone's gonna be treated the same. They're not special because you're a journalist. You're, you're just, you're, you're a Twitter, you're, just, you're a citizen. Um, so uh, no special treatment. Um, you docs, docs, you get suspended in a story. Um, so, and ban evasion, ban evasion, or trying to be clever about it. Like, oh, I posted a link to the real-time information it's obviously, uh, that is obviously simply trying to evade the, the, the meaning. That is, there's no different from, than, than actually showing real-time information. Um,
10: so uh, when you're saying posting a link to it, I mean, the, some of the people like Drew and and Ryan Mack uh, from the New York Times who were, were banned were, were, you know, they were reporting on it in the course of sort of, Pretty normal journalistic endeavors. Um, you consider that like a tricky attempt at ban evasion?
11: You show the link to the real time information. Ban evasion, obviously.
10: I, I, Drew, I don't think you were posting the real time information, right?
11: I mean, well, you're,
12: you're suggesting that we're sharing your uh, address, which is not not true, um, and you're suggesting that we're we're posting. We never. Uh, I I never posted your address.
11: You posted a link to the address.
12: We posted a link. We in in the re- course of reporting about Elon Jet, we posted links to Elon Jet, which are now not online um, and now banned on on Twitter. And and Twitter also, of course, marks even the Instagram and Mastodon accounts of Elon Jet as as harmful. Using you know, we have to admit acknowledge using the same exact link blocking technique that you have criticized as part of the hunter biden new york post story in 2020 so what is different yeah, here it's and there no more
11: acceptable for me. It's, it's no more acceptable for me for you than it is for me same thing so anyway I, so it's unacceptable what you're doing no what <laughs> if you, do your docs, you get suspended and the story that's it
10: Elon, I have to ask, I mean, I think what everyone's wondering is it, it's highly unusual for journalists at the Washington Post and the New York Times to be have their Twitter account suspended. And it just so happens that it's, you know, the the, the boss in charge, you know. Uh, so, you know, what's the deal there? Oh, I think I think Elon has uh, has left. <laughs> I guess that's I'm unfortunate because. The answer. Yeah, <laughs> I even- mean guess what the difference is that you know man not i trying had to... so many
12: i was raring yeah. to go guys <laughs>
5: no.
12: i know i was too.
5: <laughs> i was
12: gonna yeah. order a
0: cyber truck. I, I just want to say sorry I, I
12: don't want to browbeat him um and you know this this is reporting right there is value to reporting where people go you know most of what elon jet shared was him going to the factory in california or the factory in texas
4: Yeah, yeah yeah this is all stupid um the story about the stalker and his and his kid that story changed a couple times so i don't believe that it was being told in in a way that had anything to do with the way elon was telling it And he was also implying that sharing the publicly available information about the tail number about his jet that that's what the tail number is there for that that's somehow doxing and it's like I don't know. I I parked my private jet in uh, San Jose. And um, now I guess you know exactly where I'm going to get a burrito tomorrow. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. This is like city-level information or major metropolitan-level information that you can get from this. You just know that the jet parked there. You have no idea where someone is after they get off that jet. And not for nothing, like if you really cared about this, you just sell your jet and charter jets all the time when you need them. Like, come on, man. Come on. Well, here's Tucker. Tucker thinks that uh, old L. Ron Musk is going to maybe just release people's direct messages, which actually, I, you know, sure, he might. He might get mad at people and publish their DMs. Anything's fucking possible. The guy's a maniac.
13: Yes, that's possible. And you can see why various governments would want access to the information that Twitter had. Keep in mind that Twitter's direct message to DM feature functioned for many years as a kind of private text app for some of the world's most prominent people. So if you wanted to know what high government officials really thought, or if you wanted to know what well-informed sources were telling reporters off the record, you would want to see those messages. Did Twitter executives ever share those DMs, those private messages, with anyone outside the company without a warrant? We strongly suspect that they did. Oh, okay. The proof, of course, resides on Twitter servers, along with a lot else. Think about it, if Twitter has been functioning as an arm of government intel agencies, and clearly it has been, then its internal documents will contain information about all kinds of things. Not just about the silencing of Donald Trump, not just about Tony Fauci's buffoonish lies about the COVID shot, no. Information about big history-shaping events. The sabotage of Nord Stream 2, for example. The supposed poison gas attacks in Syria, both of them. The imprisonment of Julian Assange, why is he there? The theft of incriminating emails from the DNC. What was that story? The motive behind the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And much, much more. In other words, Elon Musk now has control of the most significant trove of secret information ever to reside in private hands. So far, we have not seen much of it. And you have to wonder why we haven't. Let's hope that we do. So he wants Elon to publish your
4: DMs. If you're famous or Tucker doesn't like you, Oh, he wants, he wants Elon to publish your DMS, which would be highly unethical. Oh my God, those things are, they're like DMS or direct messages. They're not public. I, I don't think Elon Musk wouldn't ever do such a thing, but I, am it's not high on my list of predictions that Elon's just going to publish a bunch of people's DMS that he doesn't like. It's not that he won't. It's just that I don't think he will. <laughs> so here we go. Um, Everybody, Elon spent a lot of money on Twitter, and he spent, like, way more money than it's worth, actually. So, like, why, why are you so mad that he's wiling out a little bit? Why are you so mad that he's having a little fun?
14: I love it. But I am not surprised. The only thing I'm surprised uh, about with Elon Musk is that he didn't start doing this sooner. He spent $44 billion on this money losing sewage lagoon. And do you know, Jesse, you understand this. Do you know how badly people whine and behave when they pay for a full price first class airline ticket? So can you imagine spending $44 billion on this heap of crap? So he's selling Tesla stock to prop it up. He sold 3 more than three and a half billion dollars in Tesla stock recently. Twenty three billion dollars were the Tesla stock this year. Tesla stock fell 16 percent in the last five days. It's at like a multi-year low. Uh-huh. And he's got to extract some pleasure out of this nightmare. So he, <laughs> I just know, let him while out. It's fun. Having all that money, if you can't throw your weight around and banish some people, you find irksome. That's exa- that's all he's doing right now. He's a benevolent king. Wait until he really starts going after people he doesn't like. Listen, Wait, what? We, we, have, we know how like crazy rich people can act. He's not anywhere close to Howard right, Hughes that we have moved from. Oh,
4: now the bar is He's is oh, he's not he's not he's not going as far out as Howard Hughes. He had locked himself somewhere and
9: fucking not been seen for years. Savior of the First Amendment to sort of decent whatever dictator. And that's cool. No, I think
14: all of these people should be brought back on the platform, but it's not in Elon's world, it's not really free speech, it's speech free. Oh. I
9: I guess I didn't get that memo and now I completely no, I'm understand just what's going on. Th-
4: <laughs> Even the other Fox News host. It's like what the fuck are you talking about? Like who was that lady and why why does she What was she talking about? Like Oh, he, he bought a company and it was a big business mistake. So just like, I don't know, boys will be boys or whatever the fuck. I don't know, man. That was was like the weirdest King Elon shit I think I've ever seen. So here's Mike Lindell. He's running for the GOP chair against Rona McDaniel and probably a bunch of other wonderful people. And, uh, he's already talking about the election, which I think he might think is an election. Like we, um, like we have for like the governor or the president, he—I don't think he. Just listen, listen to the way he talks about the election or the the, probably more like a selection of the GOP chair.
6: A, everyone I've talked to, Steve, it's a very common theme. Rana has failed. I asked a lot of I said why would she even run again if she loves our country, and they the common theme was ego, 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 and then money. And uh, I want everybody to know I'm, I'm
4: not gonna that's where take the big bucks
6: are. I'm going to put it right back in the RNC. Because immediately we're going to change it into this amazing amazing organization where the donors are going to have trust again and pour money into it and we're going to put the money in the right places. You have to spend money to get a return on your investment and and uh, when they say hold, that, hold
4: on, hold M- that's a big hold
6: on. that's a big that's a big deal. you're saying that you will not take a, a penny you will not take a salary okay. from the RNC absolutely and i will put it right back into the rnc and uh and Steve, when they say i don't have a chance here's where they they might not realize that uh this is a uh, 168 three from each state that vote which i get to call to each one of them individually
4: and- oh that'll help i'm gonna actually call these people and fucking harangue them for you know 15 20 minutes about why they need to vote for me yeah that'll help mike call all these people These kind of old crusty republican kind of old money pocket watch types yeah call them call them call them when you're on a good one
6: they use paper ballots hand counted no machines whoa maybe the people that are saying that i can't win uh, uh think there's going to be machines involved i don't know
4: <laughs> get the fuck out of here he's like oh it's gonna have paper ballots dude if this guy some of them might vote for him just because they don't know who he is or they think he's like a popular republican but i guarantee you if he calls every one of these people they're going to be less inclined to vote for him for this uh, in this like, go, like GOP insider election for uh, the the head of the party. <laughs> like, so here's a uh, here's Ronald McDaniel, who's also like not not a great person. Just because uh, she's uh, just because Mike Lindell doesn't like her doesn't mean she's uh, great. Here's her talking about, uh... <clears throat> oh no, she's going to throw Melania Trump under the bus. Fuck yeah, I'm here for it.
15: And you know, Steve, it takes money to raise money, but. A vast majority of this is White House support. And I, I have to credit President Trump with this. Uh, things like the White House Christmas parties, which we did 13 a year, or Hanukkah parties, where we did three a year, or Easter egg rolls, or the congressional picnic. The RNC paid for that to support the White House because he didn't want taxpayers to pay for it. And I think everyone should applaud that. Taxpayers shouldn't be paying for these things, and the RNC should.
4: The- no, no, actually, I think the fucking public, if they're going to have a Christmas party at the White House, Officially sanctioned by the government, I think the public should be paying for it. I don't think that a political party should be throwing. A I think the public should pay for it.
15: That's the support staff going but on. It, Air hold on, hold on, but
4: hey, hey, don't have the fucking party. 13 Christmas parties
3: uh, each year. For, for years, year for four years per year for four years. He put on three Hanukkah parties uh, each. So that would be 16 parties. For four years, right? So uh, they're blaming Melania. (laughs) And the RNC paid for those?
15: Correct. And the congressional picnic and the Easter egg rolls. Anything that the White House did. uh, Donor uh, Christmas ornaments that the First Lady gave out. The first lady's office worked with us. We created a budget. They were very frugal. Uh, the president, if you know him and you know him, Steve. She's
4: trying know. not to throw Melania under like the bus, but she's throwing Melania under the bus here. Easter egg rolls. Yeah, sounds delicious.
15: Into the RNC. We actually had an account called the White House Trust to support White House events.
4: Okay. Um, yeah, I think if the White House is putting on a party, it shouldn't be thrown by any a corporation either shouldn't be able to put that money in there. Just come on. The public can eat that. There's 350 million of us. How fucking expensive can Melania's obnoxious party be? Like, really? I wouldn't want to go, so we can save money on food, I guess. So we've been looking out for the war on Christmas this year, and we haven't seen it until
16: just now. Well that war on Christmas is very, very real, folks, especially in deep blue cities. For example, the city of brotherly love, city of Philadelphia, may have just earned the woke crown for trying to cancel the Christmas tree. Take a look at this. Philly officials refuse to call their tree a Christmas tree. Instead they refer to it as a holiday.
4: Oh no, this is such a sad war on Christmas this year. I feel sorry for the other side of the war on Christmas. Because we won. Our side won the war on Christmas. Everybody's a chill this year. Nobody's fighting over happy holidays or Merry Christmas. Nobody got trampled after the day after Thanksgiving anywhere. Like, I think we won the war on Christmas. And these people, they're not even fucking doing a good job of being salty about it. This is a weak showing.
16: ...day tree or a winter tree. Joining me now, National Director of Priests for Life and Newsmax contributor, Father Frank Pavone. Father, thanks for joining us. What Hi, is Eric. this uh, obsession... With why did they want to take Christ out of Christmas? I don't hear it for for any other religion, not not for uh Judaism really, not not for Islam anywhere, but what's with Christ coming out of Christmas? Well,
4: to be fair, the other two religions you mentioned, they don't worship Christ and they their Christmas is not a religious holiday for those people. So it, it's come on, dude. What what a poor showing in this year's war. We used to have like Bill O'Reilly like having fucking parents come on and cry because they changed the name of uh they changed like a word in a christmas song
17: you know eric when you think about it it's the same reason that christ ended up crucified uh we believe in a religion where the 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 leader of it was cancelled in the most dramatic (laughs) and violent way and then undid that jesus christ is the biggest threat to the woke culture why woke culture denies truth itself and jesus said I am the truth. Woke culture denies that there's any morality. Jesus taught a way of life rooted in morality, which in turn is rooted in God, not in what we think is right and wrong. But Christianity has always been the story of rejection.
4: Yo, this is the saddest war on Christmas year ever. Like, usually there's some fucking hubbub and shit about it this year. That's that's it. I mean, so far this year, this is the first war on Christmas segment we've played, and it... Uh, I mean, let's be honest. It was a little whiny. It it was a little poor. It was a little more, little more poor me and less like the secularists are coming for your babies or whatever. It was like, wah, wah, wah. They lost. We won the war on Christmas. You know how we won the war on Christmas? Woke Jesus is how we won the war on Christmas. Fucking woke Jesus came in and saved the day. So they're having a the House Freedom Caucus decided to have a bit of a a sad party because they lost the war on Christmas.
5: Oh, Get over here,
14: Brian. Over here, Brian. Oh, sir, 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 we're live streaming right now. Where are we at right now?
18: We're in
6: Tim Burton's office. 1122 Longworth. You're not here. you now. missing out. Over, say hey. I'm fixed I did fresh charcuterie right
4: here. There we go. Cucuterie? What the fuck is this? <laughs> no, d- no. This- I think this did more to fucking destroy Christmas than any fucking woke shit that ever happened. My God.
6: What? Oh, is that Hey, I got drinks too. Mountain Dew. Oh yeah.
16: Hey, he's supposed to be man in the Mountain Dew over here. are you in charge of
18: this? All right.
4: They're like, we're on a live stream, try not to be lame, and they're like, oh, I'll be cool as fuck, actually.
12: I I I oh, God, oh my you know words. Nine. You
3: don't
2: my <laughs> <laughs> heart. <laughs> Holy, not. All
5: is full. All is bright. I'm
4: so sorry for these people. And and right. I'm so embarrassed for all of these people. <laughs> Uh, was he even playing the correct chords? I don't know. I'm not a fucking, I'm not a Christmas music expert or a guitar expert, but it it's possible he wasn't playing the right chords, and that would be quite funny. So we're definitely not plowing through this docket here. So we're gonna have to skip some stories here. Oh, here we go. Here's Newsmax versus uh, the American Girl dolls. This was one. Of, this is one of the ones people were dunking on the most this week. So I managed not to watch it. But I, I bet it's amazing. I think I've seen other, I think I've seen versions of this before. So the Newsmax host says he couldn't find an American girl doll that looked like his doll. Oh, God.
3: So you want people to stop buying American girls and all the all the stuff, the accessories that you can buy as well.
4: Let's cancel culture.
3: How long has this been going on with American girls? I I took my six year old to the store in Rockefeller Center, like the American Mm. girl experience. And, you know, typically girls that are into American girls, they they get a doll that looks like them and you can get an outfit that, you know, so you can match your your doll. Um, We were in there and my daughter's just a cute little six year old white girl. We couldn't find any anybody that looked like my daughter it was the whole place it was like wokeified it was, it was, woke-ified. Wait, there,
4: was none of, there were no little white girls in the american girl doll store get the fuck out of here dude the, I, this is the biggest lie that anyone has ever told the rockefeller center american girl fucking doll a doll store doesn't have any little white girls shut the fuck up
3: actually it was kind of a bizarre experience how long has this been going on with american girl
10: um, you know, I think it was, I think it was in the early 2000s that they sort of changed their brand to, to girl empowerment, which, which, you know, isn't necessarily a bad thing, but yeah. they, but it's politicized, you know, this girl empowerment idea. So um, I, I think that this particular step with this book is, is a
4: new, but like, look thing. at their showing, like, look, one, two, three, three out of the six people in this are little white girls. Look, your example
10: they've taken because it is so insane to be <laughs> telling little girls oh look at a little
4: white it. girl like what yo whoever whoever's producing this show hates these people
10: their bodies because that that is not body empowerment or girl empowerment that's that's self-loathing that right. that's
4: exactly what you don't want little girls today. yeah that one had a tan oh my god yeah they just said they like there's no little white girls of the american girl that they proceeded to show slide after slide or image after image that included little white girls. So here's Marjorie the Gathering. Um, she is mad about the available products at your local your local drugstore. This is, um, I don't know what, what event this is from. Imagine being mad at a wide selection of products.
5: By the way, you can pick up a the- or a dildo at Target and CBS nowadays. I don't even know how we got here. <laughs> Came here. Sorry, I may still be
10: finishing your dessert. I apologize. Huh? So,
5: but this is the state that we're living in right now. And it's so
4: weird. I don't know if you can buy those things at Target. Maybe you can. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be better if you could than if you couldn't. I don't see what the problem is there. Uh, The crowd didn't really want to hear that shit, though. They were there trying to have, like, a nice, polite fascist dinner, and they didn't want to hear any shit about butt plugs and dildos. This week's palate cleanser is really cute. Um, Definitely not. Definitely different than other palate cleansers we've ever done, but uh, this one is pretty cute. The kids kids are, well, at least they're funny. I guess they're supposed to be singing Silent Night. And, uh, well, here
5: you go.
4: Best rendition of Silent Night I've ever heard. That kid's fucking cool. Good job, kid. Good job. I bet that kid's going to be an atheist. Here's a a hearing. This is from, I believe that would be be Friday of this week. He had a bar disciplinary hearing and uh, here's like the end of a rant. He decided to go on during his bar disciplinary
16: hearing there may be another side to this game. I'm unfortunately the lawyer who has to represent the fact that there is another side to this game. And the fact that you advocate that side of the case does not make you a traitor. It doesn't make you any more, any, any more dedicated to democracy than Mr. Fox. In. And I'll put my work to democracy. I'll put my life at risk and the times that I did for democracy up against Mr. Fox oh, and anyone else, And for that man to engage in that kind of a personal attack when there was no record of that, and for you to allow him to do that, okay. I consider it to be an outrage. Sorry. And I am personally
4: offended. <laughs> Look, his lawyer. Did you hear his lawyer? His lawyer's tell trying to get him to shut up. I,
16: I, I don't know what has happened to the defense of lawyers who take on unpopular causes because that is exactly what I did and I have more than a basis for three quarters of the cases that come into your purview right. for bringing this case it just happened so
4: I have more so he, he like he just copped to like not having a basis for approximately a quarter of the cases that he fucking brought like what me,
16: that my side of it is politically incorrect thank you all right thank you Mr chair Thank you, unless there's anything else, we're adjourned. <coughs> Thank
4: you. I like how nobody even replied to him. So this is this appears to be the day... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This clip is not here. I'm afraid. Hold on. Okay, they didn't ban Ron Philipkowski yet. Um, that clip's not there, but that, there was a wild clip of him on, uh, the, his Mike Lindell show from Thursday, but that clip's not there anymore. So <clears throat> we haven't, um, had a clip of Liz Crokin in quite some time. If you remember, Liz Crokin was real big during pizza Kate, real big during, um, during QAnon, and And then she kind of went away after being made fun of a lot. Well, uh, she's, she's back and I don't know what she has to say, but it's probably, you know, a little, little cooked. Oh, shout out for right wing watch. Last night, you were at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. You made an announcement. Do you want to tell us about it?
9: Yeah. So um, America's Future, which is General Flynn's foundation, is working very hard to combat the human trafficking. And they're putting a team together that is going to educate people on this. Um, films, videos, articles, they're, they're, they're going to they're tackle this head on. So they're going to educate people on this. They're going to be on the ground going to communities eradicating it. And they're also going to be um, offering services to help victims. And so I have been working with Mary Flynn, who's the executive director on this. I'm gonna be part so if of- If I'm not
4: mistaken, the last time we saw Liz Crokin, she was in fall of, fall of the cabal.
9: Part of their board, we announced that last night to combat human trafficking. And we had this wonderful fundraiser to raise money for this cause at Mar-a-Lago last night. And I got the privilege and the honor to speak at Mar-a-Lago about pizza Gate um, at the fundraiser. Whoa.
4: They're just like, Oh, just have Liz croak in here. She'll tell you about pizza gate and like ankle bracelets and fucking Tom Hanks and shit. It'll be great. It'll be great.
9: Um, at the cocktail reception that we had outside by the pool, um, before we went to the ballroom for dinner and, you know, six years ago you know i i was a lone soldier fighting this no one wanted to even say the word pizzagate because the media had so successfully um redefined what it is and it was so taboo and i can no, that
4: it was defined pretty well whether or not she was directly saying it pizzagate was a conspiracy theory in which they believed that under comet ping pong was a basement torture chamber for children <clears throat> place doesn't have a basement that's it that's the end of the story
9: can't even tell you how badly I was ostracized for talking about Pizzagate, exposing Pizzagay, and how many friends I lost, and what a lonely journey it was. So to go from you know um that to being at Logo and being able to freely talk about Pizzagate there and say yeah, this is real, yeah. and there's no more. Well, going around but if
4: anymore. she means just broadly that people, humans are trafficked in the world, yeah, that's real, but. The PizzaGate stuff was like way more specific claims,
9: or was just an incredible experience.
4: Shout out to Right Wing Watch. Well, she's back. That's great. I mean, I like playing clips of Liz Crokin. I don't like Liz Crokin, but those are you know those are two two completely different propositions. Okay, everybody, here we go. <clears throat> Did you know that censorship might be bad? But what's worse than censorship is the idea that you should think before you open your fucking mouth. Here's something from the Foundation Against Intolerism and Racism about thinking before you open your fucking mouth.
18: In the story of the emperor's new clothes, two swindlers promise to provide an emperor with magnificent new clothes that will be invisible to those who are stupid or incompetent. Officials see no clothes are being produced on the swindlers looms, But people are pretending. At least they're pretending anything to avoid being seen as a fool. When the emperor walked through the city in his new clothes, everyone could see that he was naked, but no one would be the one to say it. But then came along a child who, in his naivete, was willing to defy consensus and speak out. The thing about the child in the story is he grew up to be Glenn Lowry, the host
4: of this fucking video.
18: It's not even that other people heard him say it. It's that everybody knows that everybody else heard him say it. The child created a circumstance in which it is now common, shared knowledge that the emperor has no clothes. German political scientist, Elizabeth Neula Neumann coined a term that describes this phenomenon, the spiral of silence in a spiral of silence. (laughs) They had to do a real spiral. Oh no, if you're listening to the podcast, you got to check the the, the
4: story list or the show notes that this video is particularly bad.
18: Thus, the masses believe they are alone or in a small minority of people with the stigmatized view. And yet, in fact, they are indeed one of the masses. It's a silent majority idea. areas of our society today, we are suffering from a spiral of silence when it comes to the topic of social justice. In that half of America, many people don't like it when Colin Kaepernick takes a knee at a football game and says, I'm not going to stand for this pledge of allegiance. Or when a Black Lives Matter activist stands up with his bald fist and says, burn this down about a city. <laughs>
4: but you're the video, there was so fucking <laughs> look, look at the
18: fucking awful fucking
4: animation of a riot like my god what the fuck but they are too afraid to be the only oh one in yeah opinion. if you're listening if you're like on spotify or apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i you absolutely have to go into the show notes and check out this video
18: saying it to be perceived as a racist or supporter of racist for holding mild views that most of america holds Though censorship is often spoken of as the leading threat to open discourse, the more subtle threat is the voluntary limitation on one's own speech, creating a spiral of silence. It is not the iron fist of repression, but the velvet glove of seduction that is the real problem. Uh, my God, what a, I just cannot
4: stress to the audio only uh, listeners enough go to the show notes go watch this video
18: spirals of silence can cause people with extreme views to drive moderates out of the conversation in effect the moderates hoard their opinions hence the public discourse on some issues for example abortion can become more polarized
4: We have found common ground on uh, abortion though it's what was the law of the land before roe versus wade was overturned like two to one or three to one americans had had common ground that those laws were correct or just kind of good enough so
18: what about that attribution of public opinion once the practice of punishing those who express certain ideas is well established The only ones who will risk ostracism by speaking recklessly are those who place so little value on conforming to their community that they must be presumed not to share their dearest common values.
4: Wait, what the fuck is this?
18: Those, for example, who genuinely value racial equality know that even if they harbor reservations about the effectiveness or ethics of affirmative action, if they utter their reservations in the wrong circles, They will be perceived as an opponent of racial justice, so they say nothing at all. This silencing of such conversations has a devastating impact on our ability to improve society. So he's
4: talking about you silencing yourself because you don't want to argue with somebody about some shit, right? That's pretty much all he's saying is he's like, oh, you think something and then you don't say it because you don't want to get into an argument with people or have people think you're an asshole. We all do that all the time that's good actually that if you go oh I thought that I shouldn't say it because we all think things and like nah nah, today's not the day let's not say this today let's just not say this today we all have to do that or else we'd all get into fights all the time
18: society the notion of objective research on say police interactions with black Americans uh oh the lifetime effects of fatherless homes can have no meaning if when the results are reported, other scientists are mainly concerned to pose the ad hominem query: Just what kind of economists, sociologists, etc., would say this? Not only will maybe the work's bad. To silence the very way in which research like it's all scribbles. You can't even read it. And consensus about the facts is formed. Will be altered. If when a study yields an unpopular conclusion, its author is subjected to ostracism and he just deleted it himself though, what the community is, he's
4: got all these fucking, he's got all these pictures of fucking cops, like just fucking waving their gun around and shit behind him. My God, this video is amazing. (laughs) This is such a shitty video. This is really long. Uh, People can check out the rest of it on their own time. If they feel like it, we're kind of up against it. And I do want to get to a couple more stories here before we go into the post game. Um here we go we, we got Candace Owens uh, if she was uh, the head of your HR department where you work that would be a very very bad thing and and she's going to explain she's going to explain why right now
1: yes i do discriminate you know the left does this thing where they take words and they just make them sound bad, or they make them sound good. They're very good at linguistics, right? So, a bad thing that they make sound good is like abortion. They call it Planned Parenthood. You go, oh, that's lovely. No, but actually, they're killing a bunch of infants in the womb. So that. But Planned
4: Parenthood is a place. Abortion, abortion is a th- a thing. Uh, Planned Parenthood is a noun. Ab- abortions are. It's a. It's like a. Ver- it's an implied verb. Like, she's just, what the fuck?
1: It's actually not a good thing. And then think you think you can't
4: get an abortion like anywhere terms.
1: else? You go, what do they mean? Cisgender, heteronormative, which basically means that you're not problematic enough. And they kind of try to smear you or libel
4: you. No, heteronormative, it means hetero, which would be like heterosexual. And then normative. Normative just kind of means that in the, in the context that people use it is that like the, the default assumption that people make is that you're straight. That's all heteronormative means it's literally the default assumption is that you're straight that's what that means
1: the basis that there's nothing wrong with you enough and also there's just you're you're too perfect you're too normal so i'm gonna call you cisgender
4: gender or whatever you're too perfect i'm gonna call you cisgender. most people are cisgender and most people live in america live some version of like a more heteronormative lifestyle that's why it's that's why the word normative could be used there actually That word means something. That fucking part of the word means something. You know what? Actually. Fuck etymology. Fuck it. Fuck doing any kind of word trees. Fuck learning what the root word of anything is. What, What is a prefix and a suffix? Get out of here.
1: And I've started thinking about this this weekend in terms of the word discrimination. It's become a dirty word. You're not allowed to discriminate. Oh my God. That's discrimination. You shouldn't do that. You should not discriminate. And actually, we
4: could find videos of her complaining about being discriminated against because she either doesn't have the vaccine or doesn't want to wear a mask 100 percent within the last six months easily.
1: Frankly, I think we need to discriminate. I discriminate all the time, every single day. And this morning, I just jotted down a few examples of when I discriminate. And I'm going to share them with you so that you can feel comfortable sharing your list with your friends. Ready? I discriminate when I hire. I think that's probably illegal, but who doesn't discriminate when they hire?
4: Well, wait, no. But what factors are you discriminating? Like, I would be like, you can't do age discrimination unless the person that's applying is nine. Then you can do age discrimination because it's illegal to hire them if they're nine. So, like, you would also, if the, the job requires... Typing you would discriminate against people who don't know how to type, but that's not the like the why you're discriminating is what's important, not the fact of course you're going to pick one candidate over another for any number of reasons. If you only are hiring one person, sure, you don't have to hire everybody.
1: It even makes sense, especially if I'm hiring for childcare. A woman walks to my door and she makes me uncomfortable for any reason at all It could be any reason. I'm not going to hire her. Why would I allow this person who makes me uncomfortable? Watch my children. We shouldn't discriminate. Of course I'm going to discriminate. If she looks like a freak, she can't watch my child. It's that simple.
4: Okay. But those are like, that's not illegal. You're like, Oh, I just, you know, I wanted, I wanted someone kinder. I wanted someone, I don't know. I wanted someone that I click with to fucking watch my kids. That's reasonable. Unless it's just, you know, unless everybody you don't click with, you know, but then like, you can't really can't really read somebody's mind to figure that out anyway. And you're just hiring one person to watch your kids. You should hire somebody you click with and somebody that you feel comfortable around. Although people who are going to con you are going to be good at making you feel comfortable. So you got to, you know, you just got to be a little, got to be a little skeptical of yourself too in that situation. Maybe. maybe that's why it's good to have a, if you have a partner, a partner will tell you that they disagree with you. Anyway, um, here we go. We're we're running a little over, but we'll run two more clips here, and then we'll go into the red light, everybody. Uh, I don't know how this is is happening, but Matt Walsh is getting worse. We
17: say, well, all all cultures are equal. You can't judge any cultures. No culture is better than any other culture. That is clearly not the case, as evidenced by the human sacrifices among the Aztecs. The Spanish culture... Wait a minute. Spanish who conquered the Aztecs. Their culture the is their- Spanish
4: who conquered the Aztecs, famous for never fucking killing a fool, Right? <laughs> they, they, they were like, it was like an imperial country. It was a Spanish empire. And he's like, oh, this other country, this other, the, the, the people who lived here when the Spanish conquered them, they killed people. Well, how many, do you think the Spanish maybe killed a bunch of people when they conquered the place? Like, like, what, how far, how long would it take for, are we just doing this based on body count or... Or maybe there's some other biases at play in the way that Mr. Walsh is looking at the history here.
17: Civilization was clearly better than the Aztec culture. And this is me talking now, not Ben. The Spanish culture was superior.
4: Yeah, the Spanish conquistadors, way. known for never genociding anyone.
17: every way, But they had not advanced anywhere near as far as the Europeans had. But when I say that the Spanish civilization was a superior civilization. I mean, primarily morally, it was a morally superior civilization. Uh, the Spanish weren't perfect by any means, and they did practice some. They practiced slavery, but then again, every single civilization in the world in 16th century practiced slavery, so that's not much of a surprise. Did
4: the uh, did the people who were here when the Spanish got here? Did they have any like slaves? Do you think they had slaves? Do you think they had like chattel slavery? I doubt it.
17: None of that compares to the Aztecs, though. It's okay for us in the West to admire and honor the great men who built our civilization. Men like Cortez, for instance. Uh, they were Cortez. Flawed. You know, they certainly were. Flawed. Sounds like a villain. And Europeans were guilty of atrocities of their own. But nobody tells Native Americans that they can't be proud of their heritage.
4: Nobody tells them that. Well, I'm here. I'm Matt Walsh, and I'm here to tell you that if you're not white, you have no business being proud of your heritage.
17: Even though in the case of the Aztecs and many other Indian civilizations, they they were guilty of just barbaric atrocities. But no one tells Native Americans you can't be be proud of your past and you can't have your own heroes that you look to. By the way, when Cortez launched his final siege of the capital city, where, uh, w- what is now Mexico city. It's true that ultimately the entire city was destroyed and almost every inhabitant was slaughtered.
4: However, you know, they, they had, they had polite conversations about it,
17: but most of the wholesale slaughter did not happen on the part of the Spanish. It was on the part of the Indian allies of the Spanish who had been oppressed for years by the Aztecs. And so they were, they wanted vengeance. And so the other Indians went into the,
5: you
4: know, they, they. Oh no! Oh come on! Actually, the other, the other tribes actually were the ones who blew up the city. It just so happened that the Spanish were trying to take it over at the same time. Fucking hipster coffee shop ass fucking version of history. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, speaking of fucking garbage on the screen, here's a baked Alaska who is apparently back. I fuck. Nobody wanted this. But here's Baked Alaska. He's back. Um, he got his Twitter account back, so he's going to do a freestyle rap about it, apparently.
2: Fuck Elon Musk. I don't care about you. You want $8 from me. I don't say anything, but I say I criticize the Jews for $8 a month. How about fuck you? And I want my account back. 12 hours later, I was feeling depressed. I went to a hospital in a white dress. And they gave me all these pills and they said I was crazy And they said I'm in a mental hospital I feel like I'm a fucking animal In a cage and they taking me to jail Now I feel like I'm in hell All I wanted to do was make fun of a liberal One more time, I said one more time Hey, let's hear that rhyme Twitter is, Twitter is gay Twitter is, Twitter is, Twitter is gay This the remix, but I say it all day Twitter is gay, yeah, it's motherfucking gay. Twitter is gay, Tw- Twitter is gay. Twitter is motherfucking motherfucking gay. I hate Twitter and it's so gay. Twitter is gay if I have anything to say. If I have anything to say. I would say Twitter's motherfucking gay.
4: Okay. Well, the podcast's over. Uh, I don't really have anything to say about the... The freestyle rap that we just heard. But uh, thanks, podcast listeners. Thanks for tuning in every week. For those of you who tune in every week and anybody new, make sure you're checking us out on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash And our website is echoplexmedia.com. You can find uh, our blog, The Defamation Times there. And you can also find ways to support this project. Um, here's a band I saw live last night, which is why we didn't do Operation Catterday. This is Boomers by Periscope and the live version from that show. Man, I hope they recorded it on the board there. We'll be back with red light, everybody.
0: doing at Ecoplex and aren't into Twitch, please join our Patreon at patreon.com/ecoplex. For $5, you can get every show from beginning to end sent to you as an MP3, even the stuff we bleep out because it's too spicy for Twitch. Ecoplex would not be where we are today if it wasn't for the community support we receive. Find out all the ways you can support the show at ecoplexmedia.com/support.